It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We write that book. Somebody I, could write that. I was oh, trying yeah. to think of his time. I couldn't remember if his time timed up with Kyle Shanahan giving a PowerPoint presentation so that he could leave the That team. had to. I think and it I was. I wanted to ask if I he got to sit in It that. was. I think it was. In I the think Because that was the farmer, Sashi. That kind was of. one of the – I'd say that was one of the low points. And, when and, he was – when you he created something in PowerPoint to explain and, why he got to – And then the leave. farmer calls down and tells Pat, and you got to put Manziel in uh-huh. right now. Yeah. that's yes. That was the absolute low point. Right. That, and if it's true, Jimmy – being told by a homeless guy you got to draft Johnny Manziel and he did. Man, we we're just it's nailing. A, we're like, and that was also the low point. And so was that one. <laughs> you know you what? Guys, That's also a low point. Uh, have you guys read Pluto's Curse of Rocky Calavito? No, I don't believe I have. No, you you would. You're old enough to appreciate yeah. it. Um, it it is basically the book for the Indians. What I'm talking about for the Browns. All these bad. It just it goes all the way back to the trade of Rocky Calavito, mm-hmm. who was in his prime. Yep. Traded away for a bag of balls and nobody. Right. And then they they just go on to basically chronicle all of the moves that happened post-trade of Rocky Calavito. Right. Um, the one that was funny for me because I was 10 and I was a fan of, of this Indians team, mm-hmm. all Indians teams, but they had to make a decision on Manning or Eckersley after right. Manning and Eckersley's wife infamously yep. because mm-hmm. it's clear they couldn't trade them. So they, they looked at Eckersley and they said, you know – the way this dude throws, he puts a lot of stress because he, he dropped down. He threw mm-hmm. up, and he's, yep. he's going to tear his arm out. Long in, term. In probably a year. Yep. And Manning was runner-up rookie of the year um, for to, to Freddie Lynn. He had a great rookie season. They're mm-hmm. like, Manning's fast. He's a good ball player. Yeah, he broke his back, but he'll heal. And so they famously shipped yep. Eckersley off. Who never regretted Had it. a couple of 20-win seasons, if I'm not mistaken, yep. as a starter with yep. the Red Sox and then became one of the game's all-time great closers Eternally. with the A's and won World Series. And Manning, even though he's my favorite player, just never became what they thought he would. So yeah. clearly they made the wrong choice there. But read the book. There's a lot I of I know the curse. I my dad that. has the book. I think, like, we all legally had to get our dads that book. Yeah, in, at some point. In, like, 2008 at or some something point. like that. Yeah. And he has that. Yeah. I know so he likes Somebody it. needs to write a book uh, of the Browns curse. Go ahead, Mikey. All right, we got to do what the internet says before it's too late. And whenever we tell you what the internet says, it's brought to you by PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC mm-hmm. Airfoils in Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. All the above, yes, sir. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. Mitchell Schwartz says if ever in Cleveland, he'll, he'll try to stop by studio. So, mm, yeah, I nice. think he absolutely. His time. I think Good. he did a great he job. He likes us, you guys. He likes us. There's oh, one. <laughs> Let's go. So we asked the internet yesterday with our topic today being, how will the Browns offense attack the Jets defense? We asked, how many points do you think the Browns will score on Sunday? And we got quite a wide range of answers. Let's see the first one here, Anthony. This comes from Paul Cavanaugh. Ravens scored 24. Browns scored 17. Lamar, top 10 quarterback. Jacoba, bottom three quarterback. But Browns still win 17 to 3. Let's see the next one. It's a good fake name, Paul Cavanaugh. This is from <laughs> Joey Seagull Browns. <laughs> it really is. 10 field, goal buys, field goals by York. Seriously, <laughs> we can score 21. We'll win. 
And last but not least, <laughs> this is from James. He said the Panthers have a bit of a better defense, and we got 26 on them, so maybe 28 to 31. I like to think our offense is better than the Ravens as well. I'd like to think that too. Yeah, um, I'd like a pony for Christmas. Do you guys remember in school we watched this movie Gus about this horse that could kick field goals from anywhere? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. You remember, remember that? that. Yep. Yeah. We have Gus now. We do have Gus. Just uh-huh. get it to midfield yeah. and send Gus out. He can make it. And he can make it. Just get the ball to midfield. Are we worried about him just getting too big for his britches because he's so good and we tell him he's so good all the time? Well, when I'm I jokingly not. told no. him he's going in the Ring of Honor next week, next he, week. his eyes got real big and he like, was like, oh, don't even say that. Okay, don't even so joke he's about staying that. there. So he, I, I think smart okay. kickers know that they're only as good as their last. Is their last kick? That, yeah, but his last kick was always really good. <laughs> well, so far it has yeah. been. But you know, look, I said this yesterday. I'll say it again. He's going to miss kicks this year that cost the Browns a win. Probably. Every kicker does. Every game comes down to three points. With this team, it does. Mm-hmm. Especially with this they team. They never build a 14-point. When was the last time you watched a Browns game and in the fourth quarter you were doing other things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, never. Right. Uh, You're right. Like, I'm not like, I go, can go knock out the lawn. Well, I, I know <laughs> yeah, how this, this is going. This is, this is comfortably in hand. No. Nope. I can I'm leave just, now. I'm just holding a bottle of Jameson, just pacing <laughs> in my living room. Man, I'm just, <laughs> no I, sharp objects. Anywhere in yeah. cigarettes. I'll yep. tell you what. Somebody said 31 points. I think they get 31 this weekend. Wow, really? Well, here's the, here's the reason. Three if, pick if, sixes. If, yeah, if, two, if, at least two defenses. If Jacoby Brissett hits one to two throws, those are touchdowns. Whoa, slow down. The, the, wow. The, no, the Kareem Hunt pass. Yes. That was wide open. That's a touchdown. Amari Cooper. Amari first Cooper. Drive. First drive, touchdown. DPJ. Yeah. All you got to do is hit two out of the six you missed. Just learn well, how to throw. That's all you have to do, too. Well, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I would assume, I would assume that he would say, okay, first week I would like to have a couple throws back. But if I'm only asking for two for six, that's mm-hmm. a really low percentage. And two for six gets you, you looking at 30-some-odd points. Given Man, down I, the I, problem I, is, I do you think like right. he's looking at film right now and seeing those passes and be like, oh, throw it better? Be better at my job. <laughs> Only underthrow it by 14 yards. Yeah, exactly. Instead, like I just think I feel like what's done is done. Maybe I don't think he, I don't know if you can correct it other than maybe mentally, but he's they're terrible throws. I, I, he can hit if he hits one of them, just one. Just think about it, how many points they get yeah. last weekend. But you know, the thing too is maybe a couple of times a game you're going to have a miscommunication or just a a, a, a slip. Defensive back just mm-hmm. makes a bad mistake. Yeah. It's not every day in the NFL the guy's running free wide open. Yeah. But they had that a number of times. And, and, and the, he didn't the hit it. I think they had more than two. The Jets' defense is better than the Panthers' defense mm. as well. I like yes. them up front. I like I them a, so lot, a lot better up front. But I will say, the, get, the good thing about it is the Browns will get better from week one to week two. I do believe that. Well, I the, think they're going to the be Jets better. The Jets will too. They, everybody should. I he, do think I've been really hard on Jacoby Brissett. I do think he is better. He will be better than what he showed. Not dramatically. Right. But I do think, to, to G's point, I do think one of those plays he can hit in the future. I don't think he's going to miss on all of them like he right. did. So I am hopeful. Man, I'm rooting like hell for the guy because watching that postgame interview, while yeah. I was happy for him that yeah. he got the yeah. win and it was a big win for the franchise and for him. And, uh, you, how can you not root for a guy that of cares course. That, that much? much. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll wrap up our Browns coverage for today with this, our offensive prop bets. We did all 10 on Friday, mm. but that was because we got a condensed week. Let's see how we're doing so far. Let's get the standings up here, Steve. I love looking at we these standings. We have all yeah, I bet you seven do. of us. Yes, the standings. All seven of us on a graphic now. This is an Anthony special here as he okay. adjusted it. He's standing there. There we go. We got Mike Polk with the cat. Mm. We got Jason 
in his <laughs> purest bad. form. And with that angry face, Jason and G. Bush still lead at 9-4. and four. And we're going to do it a little differently here. We asked for five prop bets. We're not going to know the answer to those bets until Sunday. Wait, wait, wait. Hold the phone. <laughs> 13%, bro. What? Anthony? Yeah. Anthony copy and pasted something wrong. That is not correct. The yeah. percentage of, we're actually going to drop the percentages now. No, just give me because 50, everyone's give doing me, the same give me amount of 50, bets. 54% there. I mean, it's, it should be 54. It's not yes. even in the neighborhood. That's the thing. But behind, yeah, Anthony, you screwed up all the percentages. Behind Tyler, is six and seven. Polk, and Polk, Nug, it, it, listen, Polk six yeah, and seven. We have Anthony different screwed percentages. up all the percentages here. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. The only ones that are wrong. Polk should be 46, and I should be 54. Anthony is <laughs> leaving the building. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony has left the building. Peace out, bro. Just a reminder, he's from Parma, everyone. Parma, Ohio. No one told Anthony there would be math. <laughs> Who is putting things on the teleprompter? And by the way, last night in the Guardians game, when Austin Hedges slid into home head first and his helmet flew off, all I could think of is that dude is Anthony's yep. separated at birth brother. Yep, yep. same dude. Mm-hmm. And Anthony, I want you to grease your hair all to pieces. I'm not, the last time yeah. Austin Hedges washed his hair, he was actually hitting over 200. Anthony, can you hit a curveball? Uh, no. Anthony cannot hit a curveball. Well, neither no. can us. Do um, you but s- if he put eye black on and a Hedges jersey yeah. and walked around Cleveland, people would ask for his autograph. Do you think we should take him pregame or postgame to the Thirsty Parrot, put him at a table, and have him sign autographs as Austin Hedges to see how many people think he really is Austin Let's Hedges? Let's please do that. I did it as Corey Snyder one year at spring training. You do got a little Corey, Corey Snyder. Snyder thank you. That means a lot. On you, bro. But, yeah, but, well, but, I know, but people, you know. people have never seen him in a while? It? Oh, yeah. Everybody did. I had, like, a blonde mullet wig on, too, with a hat, you know, and stuff. I'll bring in some pictures. Um, yeah, I, I, I signed a lot of things as Corey Snyder. <laughs> do, do, you know that I went to, do you know that I went to a franchise boys concert? Concert in 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 Huntington, West Virginia. Y'all don't oh, even know who the franchise boys yeah. are. Yeah, as Byron Leftwich. I was gonna say. <laughs> there you go. And, and 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 he went to Marshall, so they know what he looks like there. Uh-huh. And I signed autographs. I had bottle service. Yes, it was great. There was all kind of fly. Girls. How did you do nice. it? I mean, you didn't wear a a jersey. No, I just I at that time put on a Jets hat. At, at that time, I looked just like him. He the DJ was a, a kid they used to go to OU but started living down in Huntington. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, yeah, come through. And so when we got there, I wasn't even going to plan on doing it. Right. I was just coming to hang out. And they say, hey, man, we got the special VIP in the, in the, in the building. Nice. Byron Leftwich, Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm looking around. That's like, such a perfect level to, like, that's wow. believable, too. And, it's, and, and so, so everybody bought it? Everybody. I had yeah. security, everything. They bottle service. Yep, there he is. Now, listen. Smart Byron Leftwich. And guess what? I've now impersonated Joe Jeravicious. I was going to say, from mm-hmm. Joe Jeravicious. And you could do Warren Sapp, too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Have I ever told you guys this Warren Sapp story? It's, 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 I don't know that it's confirmed, mm-hmm. but Warren Sapp was uh, being sued. Uh, uh, there was a woman in Philadelphia that claimed that he had fathered her, uh, her child. Her sapling. And her sapling, right? <laughs> so well played. Shut up. And... <laughs> <laughs> now again, I, this is urban legend. I'm just repeating urban legend. Right, it allegedly. may or may not be true, but <laughs> no mm-hmm. one more, and it could be true. Warren allegedly hired someone who looked just like him, mm-hmm. and gave him the '99 chain and the gear, and he drove up to where the test was to be taken, and signed in as Warren Sapp <laughs> and took the test. And it, you know, after more, he got the paperwork. You are not the father. The mother was like, that's impossible unless there was some sort of immaculate, uh-huh. you know, recept- conception here because 
I was only with Warren. So then they, I think they subpoenaed him according to the story <laughs> and they watched him <laughs> and the whole thing. Yeah. And they said, well, more, <laughs> he got another piece of paper and said, mm-hmm. you are the father. I don't know if that is true. It's been repeated. That's amazing. The person I'm going to attack like me, it is. The person that told me this allegedly worked at the testing place mm-hmm. and said, I knew right away when that dude walked in, that dude's like five, seven, that ain't Warren Sapp. Now, uh, <laughs> I need, I need, I'm going to ask Jay one day, you know, Jay know everybody. Mm-hmm. He, he, he'll tell you an industry story in a heartbeat by discounted those everything. Yep. How the hell did Maury Povich go from a solid citizen, a solid journalist in a show to if you yeah, are not, you the, are father, not the father every dude, week. It paid. <laughs> Every you, week. He was making, I believe at one point, it was over $10 million a year. Wow. Because he was syndicated. And, right. well, look at Jerry Springer. Jerry was Mayor too. of Cincinnati. Mayor of Cincinnati. Actually, according to legend, I think you might be able to look this up, was hired for solicitation. He paid for he a prostitute a with a check. He used a check. Bit of arrogance there. Yeah, bit of arrigance. Uh-huh. They'll never, they'll they'll never, never know come what back. mayor is doing yep. this. He um, wrote in the memo, not for a prostitute, though, just to be, <laughs> just to cover his tracks. <laughs> so what, I, what so happened I, with, I, with, with Maury is that he kind of fell into this thing, and people, they would notice when they would do the paternity shows, that the ratings would be three times higher than everything else. Yeah. Just like the Jerry shows. Mm-hmm. When there was a chair thrown or a mm-hmm. fight, the ratings were up here. He's our Deshaun Watson. That's our Deshaun Watson. Yes. <laughs> so they basically said, well, we yep. got to live in that. Oh, so he Lord. just, week, day after day after day, he would bring in couples. She would swear that he was the father. He would swear that he wasn't. And then yeah. they would do the test. Run and then off they would put him in the chairs like this. No. Uh, yep. <laughs> Leroy. You are the father. <laughs> the pauses were great. Oh, too. the pauses oh, were up oh, like ten yeah. seconds, and, and, and the cutaways. Uh-huh. And, and meanwhile, his his wife uh, Connie Chung is doing honest journalism, just going yeah. to far off places, getting real stories. Yeah. She goes, How was your day, honey? Uh, well. But he yeah. made the bag. He got the bag. Man. Man. That bag. Shout out man. to him. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you get lucky. Uh, are we gonna do the? Are we gonna do the Guardians? We're gonna do the Guardians. I didn't think we'd get or to. I, we didn't do the best. We're not. Gonna oh do the yeah, best. we we didn't show. Yeah, well we're just gonna skip them. But skip wait, are we, do you want right. to give our bets? Like, do you want us to give them, or you just wanted us to be on record with you? No, what they well, are. let's take let's take seventy seven. See, this is what we okay. made. This the new way we'll go over the prop bets, especially on Tuesday and Wednesday. Sir, we is, started talking about Mary Povich. Yeah. And just, we have one for all of you. So Jay, do you want to tell us why you went over on all five, and then we'll go around the horn real quick? Yeah, because I'm optimist. I'm an optimist, and I think that mm-hmm. when you look at what the numbers were, like I think Joe, I think Jacoby could have two touchdowns. Who's Mjoku? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Mjoku, I'm David taking the Mjoku. under on Mjoku. <laughs> tough, <laughs> tough Anthony, tough day for him. Yeah, Anthony. he's taking it on the Let shit, me start man. Tough day for Anthony. But I, let me, in Anthony's defense, I'd like to hear this. He's never you know, been a graphic artist before, and he's doing the work of about ten graphic artists. He makes he is. 115 graphics per show. Is that what we averaged? It's a lot of them. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He what actually he's came doing. in early for right. the first time ever. So I'm going to blame on a lack of sleep. When okay, maybe. Here well, now I feel before bad me for the first time ever today. I don't. Well, know. Well, uh, I think the graphics are great. I, you know, I, I took the over on everything because I want the over on everything. G. Bush, so. you went under one and a half <laughs> passing touchdowns for Brissett. We're not going to take the graphic. I don't want to put the yeah, typo don't on, do but that. you're going under? Yeah, well, yeah. we still I don't, we all, we've, we've seen the typo already. So, so under. Let's throw him up there. It's we can overlook that. So, the reason I, 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 I took the under, uh, he'll get one touchdown pass, uh, but it's going to be something a little short, little dink and dunk. It ain't going to be nothing big You got time. all the overs, too. I got all, the, all the rest I'm overs. I'm surprised you took that under because you just sat there and said all nah. he's got to do is hit two, two out of six. That don't mean he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's take Polk's next. Polk's. All right. What's yeah. Polk? Yeah. I'm a little more pessimistic. 
Uh, yeah, I did the under just like G on that. And then I just don't, I, I don't have faith in, um, him hitting Cooper for more is than is that an old time photo? That is, that's from uh, Cedar Point. We shot that's that in I, Frontier Town. I, I thought that's where that was. Yes, so, well, he got all the best pictures, but I might just start taking some the new cat. pictures. Got to go to Frontier Town. Man. Hook it up. My girl Dawn took that one. Wow, you remember yep. her name? Mm-hmm. Dawn, shout out Frontier Town. She made quite an impression on <laughs> she you. She did. That was yep. years ago. Did yeah. you go by yourself? No, yeah, I did every year. Oh, okay. I take a Frontier <laughs> picture by myself. <laughs> then I go home. It's his aunt. I ride the sky ride alone, and then I just. Called a photo. Eating fries. Wow. So what was Dawn like? No, Dawn was a peach. She was a peach. You know, uh, um, the little lady and I uh, did it, went there a couple weeks ago, and that's when we got those. Oh, so it was recent. Yes, it okay. was. I thought it was from years ago, and you still remember Dawn's name. But it was one of those things. It was a totally empty. It was uh, Here's why it was memorable. It was a totally empty situation. There was nobody else waiting to get an old-timey picture because nobody else's girlfriends were trying to inflict that upon their <laughs> boyfriends because they have more respect for them Steph- than mine does. And Yes, and she it. was all about getting it. You, I, you know? know what? I can see Stephanie But we're in there, with, and the that. lady, she She's like, so what are you guys going to do? Like, are you guys going to do like an old timey gangster or frontiery thing? And I'm like, I'll do the gangster guy or whatever. And I put on the outfit and then I just go, you know what? I actually want to do the other one. She just goes, she goes, um, actually, you already have that on. And I'm wow. Like, like, there is no one else waiting for this. She's just like, once you have it on, we just kind of got to. It's in the contract. And the right. best thing is just watching Stephanie. She's like, he's putting on a different one. And I'm just like, whoa. So next thing, I'm just sadly taking that off and putting on a cowboy hat. <laughs> look at that guy. Look at that guy. I think you went with the right choice. Thank you. I think For I look sure. pretty dapper. I look like I'm in the sh- movie Maverick. I was just going to say, you could have been cast as an extra in Maverick. Yep. I weird would, that we both I'd lose in the first movie. round of the steamboat he, poker game. He looks game. like the dude that told you your stagecoach. Like, you leave your buggy and horse outside, you come back as gone. Oh, exactly. Yep, that's me. You know what pulls that off is the gruff. I've only done <laughs> one of those photos in my life, and I had, like, a three-day going. Mm-hmm. And I, it... I can't look badass. I don't. I never pulled off the badass. Right. Yeah. But everybody that looks at that photo is like, "Damn, badass, mm-hmm. Jay." Right. It was the, the old time sepia photo. Yeah, with yeah. The gruff and the hat. Looks legit. Suddenly, I look like you would look you know, like a, you'd, be a, you'd be a great looking old timey guy in a picture. Well, right there, you got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's about as old timey as a G- Victorian like, era Jay. <laughs> look like the sun. His life has a, has a sunset. It's just <laughs> you're I Captain America I, on the bench at the end. <laughs> looking out thinking about life oh my god is my hair that gray no it's a it's a um this is a gray t-shirt i feel black you know. out. i gotta breathe every time they show uh-huh. up my breath i know hey, what's that? <laughs> it's a, ain't that the mercator thing where where you put it around the globe and it just looks big that's why greenland looks so big uh-huh. <laughs> greenland all stretched right. out flat yeah all right um who's, who's picture we just got jason's last one we'll go over jason oh yeah let's see he, he was in line with you guys oh, set was the only one he was taking yeah wow uh, you and g bush exactly yeah right. the under i don't i'm not optimistic he can throw for two i do think cooper though like g was saying earlier he can hit one i think he's going to be better i think Njoku's going to have a better day than he had i think the hunt if i was going to throw money on one of those i would throw a lot of money on the hunt we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed 
Yeah, that did seem. Uh, I was. I saw that. and I'm like, wait, what? No, actually, I like the Chubb one. That's like 2021 Hunt. The Chubb one was easiest for me. Well, 67 right? total yards. He had 71 for, total on uh, Sunday, and that was like. Yeah, but we and they but, missed but, them wide open. And and we saw what this offense with both of them in it together can look like. That's what I hope we see a lot more of. Did I, anybody mention yesterday or in the pre, in the post game about why Najoku wasn't involved as much? I did I, I missed so much. We, yeah, we what did they say? It, it never up. came up in post game. I think he was because I was at the game and I said halfway through the third quarter, I'm like, is David Najoku in the stadium? Did he call right. in sick? I, I think that, and I still haven't gone back and watched the game yesterday. A mm-hmm. bad day. I'm going to rewatch it today. I think he just stayed in and blocked a lot. I said that about Bell. Yeah, like, what, yeah. What, 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 both Davids Bell? got left in the cold. Yeah, it wasn't good. Bad day for Davids. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk Guardians. You don't want to show us Bulls? Oh, we didn't make one for Bull. Oh, okay. Oh. If you're not here, we're not going to wow. make Wow, Bull, a lot of sight out of mind, bro. He, he sent him in. Mm-hmm. Okay, what, what what are his picks? Uh, I think he took he took two unders. I'll pull it up real quick. Probably um, the two the 1.5 touchdowns. Everyone sent him in but Brad. So, Brad was... That's some BS right there. Brad's on, Brad. 0-5. That's kind, of, that's kind of his tagline now, isn't Dang. it? Did you see the Twitter thing that somebody they, they sent in the tax text mm-hmm. group yesterday? Yeah. It, Brad, uh, he took Brad all five overs, t-shirt. by the way. He took all five overs. Bull. Oh, wow. uh, he and I. That, Optimistic. That's rare that he. Yeah. Yeah, the like sassy Brad meme is gonna should take off. Yeah, I think sassy mm-hmm. Brad. That was funny. Who did uh, that meme? Now are we going Guardians? Yes. Are you gonna show one meme? One. Are you gonna show the Brad? Let's take a tag board real quick. All right. That's, that's how we feel when Bradison sent us his bets. Uh-huh. That is so good. There is some sass to that look, though. You see what I'm there saying? Is, and, and, and he says that he has said that a number of times. That's some BS yep. right there. The look. And the look. Usually yeah, after a real well-timed dramatic pause. Okay, that also does not look like Brad Seller. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of, yeah. I just like that it looks like he saw, just saw a ghost. Right. Like you know what he looks like? Are... He's a, it's a Scooby-Doo episode. 100%. When he finds out that mm-hmm. uh, the kids busted him for or uh, being behind the, the you know. And he would have got away with it, too. That's a BS <laughs> right there. <laughs> hey, y'all ain't going to ski best with OG. OG uh, ain't here to Guardians, protect though. yourself. They got a big, big, big homestand coming up. They won last You know night. what? I, I'm so, I am so disgusted with the, the attendance from last night's talk, game. Talk that attendance, Jay. 12,000 fans mm. on a beautiful 6-10 start so the kids can get home yep. and get to bed before uh, a late hour for school the next day. 12,000 was the announced attendance. I don't think there were 12,000 Yeah, there. there was a lot of vendors sitting down. Yeah, and uh, probably the season ticket holders that just said, yeah, I'm not going to go. I don't get it, Jason. We're mid-September. They're now three games up on the White Sox, five games up on the Twins. And by the way, aside from the fact that you get the chance to watch the Guardians, when I was young, I used to look at the who who is in town and when. Absolutely. Oh, Seattle's coming. I want to see Griffey. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that I was really excited, I thought they'd get 25000 last night. They didn't get half that. The one thing that I was most excited about was Otani yep. is, is going to be perhaps a back-to-back MVP in the American League. I mean, mm-hmm. Judge might win it in the end. Otani gets my vote. Um You've got, coming into yesterday's game, you had Mike Trout going for history, and he, and he got it. He's homered now in seven straight games. He's the only right-hander in history to do that. If he homers tonight, he ties Dale Long, Don Mattingly, and Ken Griffey as the only major league players to hit home runs in eight straight games. 
Like, I'd want to be there for that. And I just, I, is it apathy? Have they had enough of the Dolans? Is it the Guardians name change? How do you explain this? You can't explain it. I, th- I do think it's some of all of that. I do think that there's some bitterness and hurt, resentment and feelings over the name change still. I don't understand it, but people... It's real, though. How do these real. numbers compare to last year, though, pre-name well, change? Well, I mean... I really don't know. I'm not, asking. I'm, I don't think they're significantly less. They're always in the bottom three, five in the Well, and it's really tough, too, because COVID... Like you had, you yeah. have to go back to 2019. Yeah, you're right. To get the last then, fair base from attendance. Yeah. The teams, oddly enough, were pretty similar in terms of win loss. Success records. at this point. Yeah, I mean, this team is better and yes. in better position to make a, a playoff right. push. But I, just, I don't, I don't get it, and and I'm, I'm scared to death because in in this age of cities like Charlotte and Vegas and Memphis and Nashville that will that are saying the leagues will build stadiums. Mm-hmm. We'll build one billion dollar state of the art stadiums. I don't know how Cleveland holds on to a baseball team long term and I know that the new deal is signed and they are here through I think it's fifth was it fifteen years? Yeah, I think it's thirty four or five. I, I don't know. We'd have to look that up. I think it is fifteen years. But like beyond that, we're losing population. Cities like Charlotte, Vegas, Nashville are burgeoning populations. Charlotte's and exploding. Charlotte is an incredible. I walked city past too. their stadium just you know this past week too. Right, they have a, they have a triple league. Uh, they treat their triple A team, team like a triple A team there. Yeah, and they're fans go. the Knights. Is it? Yeah, the Charlotte yeah. Knights. Um, Beautiful stadium. It yeah, is gorgeous. it was a gorgeous stadium, and yeah, and just, they're dying for major. And league it's baseball. right downtown. It's yeah, the perfect spot. Na- I think Nashville's on the list before Charlotte. They probably I, are. I, I think I was. I spent about an hour on the phone with the guy who's trying to bring baseball to Nashville for a piece we were doing on could the Indians leave at the Indians at the time could the Indians leave and go to Nashville I think Nashville's on the list higher than Charlotte Nashville's got an incredible thing set up going with they want uh, singers to come in and do sort of stays like they do in Vegas right right. and build that around the stadium and all that it's nothing we have to worry about right now because the lease is extended for 15 years but I thank God I said it what last week or two weeks ago I don't know that Cleveland can support three teams. We don't have any proof that they can support I, look, three teams. I, I, I said that weeks ago. I say, yo, the, it, Cleveland has never had three teams be good at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it makes you you fall into this false sense of security that yes, we we are a three team city and we do support them. No, not really, because two of the teams are usually terrible at the same time. Yeah, but one of those teams and will one, support regardless. And one of yeah, well, the no Browns, what, the Browns. That's it. Now I will yeah. say this. So you never have to worry there. For me, I just look at it from a a pure economic standpoint. I look at it like this. We vote. We go to restaurants, right? We we buy cars. Yeah. We do things. If you go to a dealership and they rub you the wrong way, they think you think they're trying to put you in something that you don't want. You say I ain't never going back there again, right? You go to a restaurant. All it takes is one time. I know bad experience. One time, and people now are even more fickle. Then they, you fans are fickle. Think about it. Nobody. We talk about the Browns. Mm-hmm. How many people jumped off the Browns? Yeah. So there's a lot of people, and that's the Browns. Some people jump from them because of the Deshaun Watson and a lot of other things, and they're like, "No, I'm gonna go do some other stuff." I think right now, economically, from a standpoint, people have other options. People, you really have to work for every customer you get anywhere, and I just think baseball and and, and sports. Is a, that's a reality too? Think about it, Jason. All the, all these basketball arenas ain't filled. The, the numbers are down no, no, but, to but, a certain but, extent but too. The team is winning. It'd be one thing if they were, you know, like the 
like the angels are for crying out loud, then, then I could say, well, you know what? Nobody wants to go watch a loser. This team is filled with heart hustle. They, mm-hmm. they, they really exemplify our spirit, our, our, yeah. you know, lunch bucket, give it everything you have mentality. And they're winning. They're in first place by three games going into the final three weeks of the regular season. And we're putting 12,000 asses in the seats over there. They got to win a championship. They got to win a World Series. Teams depend on their season ticket base for attendance numbers. You're never going to get a walk-up crowd of 20,000, 25,000. It's very rare. And I've, I've spoken to a handful, not a huge number, but a handful of high-money people in town who have season tickets to mm-hmm. all three teams. And all of them say they are the most frustrated with the Guardians over the Browns and Cavs and the way that they treat season ticket holders and some of the schemes that they pull I've in heard terms the same of pricing. Thing. Yeah, in terms of pricing. If there's a rain out, you have to pay more for the makeup. And, like, and, and I don't know all the ins and right. outs, but there's just ways that they go about it that infuriates a lot of their season ticket holders. And the Cavs, by and large, get the best reviews in yes. terms of how season ticket holders are treated and some of the perks that they get. And, and the worse the Cavs else. are, the better they treat you, too, and, and, as it should be, yeah, really, right. which and, is what they do. For and season. there is a level of trust because Dan Gilbert spends – Yes, because they won the championship, people view Dan Gilbert yeah. in a much higher status than they do the Dolans. Despite me screaming for years, no one's done more with less. No one's and, and I like the the Dolans the way that they, the structure that they provide, uh, the stability they provide the organization is the way you want your franchise run. The Cavs until Dan Stroke were the most volatile team. And it was not really a healthy work environment for a lot of those people. Right. But the fans don't see that. The fans look at payroll. Yep. And they look at, well, that team won a championship and he spends, we like that guy. We don't like the Dolan. Short term versus long term. And I just wonder if anything would have changed if 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 the Guardians Indians would have won the World Series. I do. I really well, some some people discount that. They say, well, they're competitive. You cement lifelong fans that way. Yes. Uh, in the younger generation where where we're losing fans anyway. Yeah. And it's game. interesting because as much as people want to scream about the Dolans, it's like, what if they won game seven? What would you say then? Because the Dolans did everything they could. That uh, they didn't lose that game. They provided all the resources. They did everything they could to win that game. The and irony though the irony though is and you know, I, I remember the Jason Kipnis. I don't want to say critical, being critical of the fans, but he, he basically said, I remember that. Why, why did you guys sell your tickets? Yep. Yeah. Every fan base in America dreams of one thing. Yeah. Hosting a game seven for a pennant, for a yeah. title, yep. for a championship. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you sold your tickets? You sold your tickets. Well, I w- that's true, and that stinks, but you're also saying that to a group of people who are from a far more impoverished city. I know that these were no, ticket holders. And, the, and you have Chicago money who also have not won a title in how long. I understand so imagine that. the kind of money I have. I have a very good friend who mm-hmm. came in from Chicago and spent $4,000 Exactly. For two it was everything to them. It's a lot and, of money. And it you is know? a lot of money. If we were the playing Chicago the Marlins, that probably wouldn't have been an interest. It probably but, wouldn't but have been a still, problem. But still, like, I, 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 I'm not going to say personal situations. I, I understand right. that everybody's situation is different. But you've spent the money. Mm-hmm. Like, you own the ticket. And you traded the golden mm-hmm. ticket. Right. Would Browns fans have sold? No, no, no. Never. They Cavs fans wouldn't even do it. Because if they're playing an AFC championship game at First right. Energy, oh. Oh. that stadium could be 300,000 in size and they would pack it. Right. And and so and so I, I pulled up some attendance figures because your question was fascinating. You know, how does it sure. check up? In two, and I'm really blown away by this, but I remember now, 
Go back to 2010, okay? 17,000, 11, 22,000. These are the averages? Yes, Okay. averages. 22,000 in 2011. 19,000 the next year. 19,000. Okay, it's just 000. Guardians? Just for the MLB? This is the Guardians. Guardians. Indians at the time. 19,000. 2014, 18,000. 2015, 17,000. 2016, in which they had an unbelievable mm-hmm. run in June, and it, it kind of coincided with what the Cavs were when the Cavs were winning the championship. Mm-hmm. 2016, they were one run from winning the World Series. They averaged 19,000 fans. Fast forward to 2019. That was the last pre-pandemic year. They were up to 22,000. Now, what did they do differently? They spent money. They did spend money on those late teen years. You saw the uptick in the Edwin Encarnacion. Yes, they they went out and made the big offseason acquisition. It was only one or two guys, but you saw the payroll over $100 They haven't been anywhere near there since. But it was interesting. After the World Series... The next season, the attendance went to 25,000 from 19 to 25, and they didn't win it. Imagine had they won it. The next year, from 25 to 24. The next year, from 24 to 22. That was the last pre-pandemic year. Obviously, in 2020, there were no fans. 2021, last year, they were all the way down to 14,000 again, and they they spent no money. The The Dolans... It, from the outside looking in, looked like they were completely cash strapped. They had so know, much of that was still had, pandemic too. We sure. Got, I mean, we. we I had, was told by someone that every major league baseball team has an emergency fund, just in case the cataclysmic, like uh, not not it wasn't for a pandemic, but it was you know you got to have an emergency. Right. Not the Dolans. They don't have it. <laughs> so when the pandemic nearly wiped out a lot of teams, it forced the Dolans to come back the next year with what looked like a triple-A roster yep. with no money being spent. So their attendance went from not 22 a great position to, be in. to 14. And this year, they're averaging, it doesn't say for 2022 where we are because this is through 21. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if we're averaging four, over 14,000 a game. Can you call that up? Yeah, I can, I can bring it up. But again, it goes to the season ticket base. Like that is what, that's the primary source of your ticket revenue is going to be off the season ticket sales. And you can see where, and I even made the point of, hey, they had gate receipts all the way up until game seven of a World Series. Like, that extra postseason money makes a massive difference in what you can then, because then they go and sign Edwin Encarnacion. And then what happened? They were swept by Houston. They got one home game. What did they spend after 16 after going to the World Series? It went down. It It went went down. down. It seems like it should have gone up. You know what, though? I liked all the moves they made. They were making strategic one- or two-year deals with guys who had performed at the major league level. They don't like that. And they were name players. And they brought them in. And then when that playoff money dried out, they were done. It's, it's, it, they were done. It, where I come from, it's, it's called big bank, take little bank. Right? When, if you plan to win, it's hard to tell somebody, hey, I want you to come see my team. Yet, I'm not going to spend the level of money that I really should to compete. But. I do still need you to come on down to the restaurant and with, with, eat this food mm-hmm. and they don't have the greatest vegetables. Or, right, the right. service is great, but what about the meal? I think you really have to say, if they won the World Series, you can build from that. Absolutely. That's cachet. If they won this year, people next year would say, I got to make a decision. Do I want to go see the World Series champs 
or do I want to see an upstart Cavs team? Some people might still go to the Cavs, but you're competing at a different level. When yeah, you're you have fighting for those entertainment World numbers. Series, now it's a different level. It's a different what, level. 17,000 is this year. 17,100. Okay, so that's up. For, now, in, I, I can't remember. Were there any restrictions for attendance at all in 21? I, I, I don't believe so. It seems to me that there was early in the season. I didn't feel they? like you're right. I but feel I don't, like they had like a 12,000 seat cap. My brain uh -huh. is because that was still the six yeah, feet. But, yeah, I, I, think I can't remember. Right. So you did mention though the year that they got um, Swisher and Bourne yeah. that yep. the attendance went up that year though, right? Is that what you said? Uh, I, 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 I I was regardless. The, I, I was handing. I, I can still remember that campaign. The big when they bump got was them, in though. seventeen coming off this World right. Series and appearance. And even then, they were never in the top half of it. No, you're still no. twenty five thousand, and we're we're applauding that. Yeah, that's, that's why big my time. that's why my long term question is. What is the future of baseball in Cleveland? And I don't mean up until 35 or 38, whenever this contract expires with the city. Right. I'm talking beyond that. Right. Because right now, we've got, the I think, one of the best managers in the game. We have the youngest team at the major league level mm -hmm. in first place playing their tails off. Yep. You, it's intoxicating watching these guys because they're having fun. And they're winning. I'm trying to come up with solutions for this attendance problem, though, and, and trying to understand why it is this way. And I'm thinking of that year that we signed those guys, and those guys didn't – it didn't work out with them and no. like for the team. But it didn't matter because I want to know if that was still – I remember them being in front of the marketing campaign that year for the Indians. Like, they used that. They were on the yeah. tickets. They were on the Someone, billboards and stuff. I, I, don't, I but, don't know. But it might have been worth it, and the, the attendance might have gone up just because they made some moves. And I think maybe fans want to see that you're willing to make these moves, even if they don't pay out. No, you if can't. they show. It's not worth it because they still talk about the misses of Bourne and Swisher and how much – it impacts sets their, them back yeah, how much it set that and they like I've talked to people in the organization who say we cannot make those mistakes. No, nope, not this franchise. Yankees can do that all day long. Well, well right. the, guard, yes. the Indians do because that because they're too scared to try guys. again. Well, no, they don't have the funds to make well, up you, for it. Like that, the Yankees just spend their way out of mistakes. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Yeah, we got to, you know, now like the Tigers couldn't do that with the Miggy deal. And that's why they've lost a hundred games every year for the last so here's seven what's or eight. Interesting. Now the David Blitzer groups coming in as minority owner. There is a pathway in yes. place. He has no ties to Cleveland. No. Right. So that's oh. where your concern comes in of 15 years down the line. If mm -hmm. this doesn't change. Yeah. And you have an owner. Who's I don't not think that's going to keep him from wanting to win here. I, I think I've told you guys, my cousin is very, very high up in the Blitzer organization. Here we go. Well, I've talked I've to him a lot you. about this. And I've, obviously there's some things I can't divulge, but I can tell you that overall, I get a really good feeling that this guy is involved with us. Just take a look at how he's managed his other sports teams. Yes. Not afraid to write checks. He's also, I think, and, and this is a very small piece of it because I don't think he owns a very big part of it, mm -hmm. but Matt Colleg being involved, I talked to him about a month ago at the stadium, and I, I don't want to speak too much out of school for Matt. I know he's thrilled with his NASCAR teams, mm -hmm. but that was his new shiny toy a couple of years ago. Yeah. I could see in his enthusiasm and talking about the, in, the Guardians, like that – to me, it felt like now that's his new shiny toy. Hopefully he gets bored. We want him to get part. bored with NASCAR. I want more Matt Colleg involved right. in this. I want more from the Blitzer group I because agree. they can write checks to get the payroll where it needs to be to get the fan base reinvigorated to start going back to progressive. I, and that's what I was going to say is that as they do this, because they have all these plans, and I've talked about this, for the development around progressive field. They want to redo that area, mixed-use development, all that stuff. If they can take that money, pour it back into payroll, maybe you reinvigorate the fan base. My point is, if it doesn't work, 
and attendance is still at 15,000 in 2031, 2032, you're going to have a real problem. Charlotte or Vegas or Nashville is going to swoop in and they're going to write a check. Obviously, and they're gonna it's take not our a team. concern for today. It's not a concern no, for right no. now. I'll be dead this by This is long-term projection. At some point, <laughs> I hope not. Mike. At some point, you got to say, if I'm going down to the boat dock <laughs> and I'm out here trying to hang out with Jay, you got to know you ain't got no boat money, dog. I can't be mad that I, my, my little pontoon ain't doing what it's supposed to do. At some point, you can't be in the game unless you have a certain level of money. That's the reason they don't let you go to the mortgage place and say, give me the $500,000 house. <laughs> Where you work at? Wendy's. I know they're giving $20 out of Wendy's. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but you got to start at levels. Your <laughs> metaphors are fire today. <laughs> but, but, yeah, your metaphors I mean, throughout the day have but, been but, but, on but point. Jason, I think you back this up. Dolan didn't have that expendable cash. That's why we now have a Matt Collig in the family. Yes. And we have Blitzer in the family. They're here to help write checks to offset some yes. of the expenses of running a team. Yes, but it was made clear to me at spring training, like, these guys are not just going to come in and start writing checks to well, cover no, losses. Well, no, because it wasn't even official in spring training. No, but the point was even long-term. It's not like and, – and I kind of tried to look at – John Sherman, when his money came in, okay, that's where the payroll went up, and then right. when his money came out, it went back down. And I was told basically, yeah, well, it was really the Bam Tech money that made it go yeah, up. Yeah, all of the teams got down. that big windfall right. from Bam. Are we so glossing? Are we? It, go ahead. It's not necessarily the minority owner. Like, it's well, it actually, is a coincidence though with Sherman. It, I mean, the timing of it. it I think it was, and I, I think, think was he was spending money with this team. But like, I've talked to minority owners in different teams, and I've talked to front office people about being a minority owner. Like, now I think it's different with Blitzer because there's a pathway for him to be majority owner. He, he, and, it's, and it's the same when Sherman came in. Basically, when you come in as a minority owner, you've already been vetted. So you're on the fast track if another yes. team becomes available. And that's what happened with Sherman in Kansas City. His hometown team became mm -hmm. available. There was no real clear-cut plan in place of when he was going to take control here. So he's gone. Isn't that I what, ha know, what happened with Haslam and the Steelers? What happened with Haslam and the Steelers? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah I, hope, I hope he's not greasing the skids to buy a team somewhere else. Well, I don't think that's the case. It's uh, because there's – and I, I, it's my understanding when it was Sherman, it was kind of really open-ended of when there was going to be sort of a handing over of – and I think it's a little bit clearer now with the Blitzer group of when that's going well, to they be. Well, I believe it's written in where he, he assumes more yes. ownership of the team – as the years go by exactly. until eventually he's at 51%. But without that, just being a minority owner in a team. Yeah, it's not a good place to be. You don't get, you're not in on all the major, you don't, you're not in on the decision making well, of who don't you, you should have trade, a voice, you though, don't you? I not, mean, They don't really listen to you. It's really more of an ego boost. It's a little juice to say that you've got, you know, I'm an mm -hmm. owner of whatever. But you're not consulted on any major suite. decisions. Ain't nobody talking to Usher. So. Usher. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody call Usher. Uh, hey, Usher, man. Usher was, yeah. Usher's like, get me Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> I'm Usher. And every, every situation is <laughs> different, right? Like when Dan Gilbert had Nate Forbes and, and uh, uh, I, I had just lost his name. David, uh, Cohen, Cohen, Jeff Cohen. Yeah. So when when the, when those were his minority partners, they were also his best friends. From so they, they they were powwows. So there was a little yeah. bit more you know interaction with them. But for the most part, when you're a minor, and again, I've talked to minority owners. There's you don't get a lot. From so you're it. writing checks, but you get no juice. And that's what had like I, we, when we were talking oh. to Jimmy Haslam at the you owners the same meetings. Thing. Jimmy said, hey, man, we just kind of walked in with the Steelers. He said, I was getting sized for Super Bowl ring before I wrote the equity check. We thought this was easy. But they didn't really have any involvement in the day-to-day team because I said, did being a minority owner with the Steelers prepare you at all for this? And he and D laughed. Like, they laughed at me and said, no. Mm -hmm. So they're basically a donor. 
Yeah. yeah. And it's it's, it's just, like getting ordained online. But again, what it does is it gets you in the building. It gets you in the room so yeah. that, again, with Jimmy Haslam, when a team becomes available, you've already been vetted by the boys. That's fascinating. And you're already in the club. No, and it works, great, so obviously. When a team I mean, becomes you, available, I mean, you can Jay, go. you're a venture capitalist, right? Yeah. I mean, you 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 put some things you out should, there. You put I, a couple of little coins on black, Jason. Mm-hmm. You've done a, a couple of deals. Y'all, y'all do business outside of here. You know how it go. We're gonna give you a little stack. We're gonna put it in. I want my stuff on the backside. Give me the back but end. But you know what we do? Like, is I'm not saying me or Jason, but I'm saying as investors, yeah. when we invest in a 401k, we're giving our money to the expert. Yeah. Like this is the person that knows. You want to be in this. You want to be diversified. You want to be in this. We got to do a little bit of that. I don't want to say in that because mm-hmm. I love shopping at Home Depot, but I don't know what the stock's going to do. Right. So I want to trust the expert there that they know how to spend my money. So I, I guess it's kind of the same thing. He's giving it, but I got to be, I got to have ultimate faith that when I give this money to Dolan, he knows he's going to spend it wisely. And you know what? I think the track record is he has. He what, what the money that he has spent, nobody in baseball over the last 10 years has won more games with less. Yeah, but I still what are you saying? You're say, you're saying that if we if he spent more then we would, they would lose. Be great. More? No, what I'm saying is <laughs> or would they be if better he spent if he, 45 million sure. and can be in first place? Right. Three weeks left in the season. Right. Just imagine how that same front office can operate. It'd be like somebody going to a blackjack table. Right. And they're counting cards and they're slaying it, but they're playing $10 hands. Uh-huh. Now let's give them, take them to the $1,000 table. That's what I'm saying. Take that same yes. theory and premise to the $1,000 table. They've proven they can do you it with should. a little money. Right. I don't think they're going to get worse if they had more money. No, they're not going to get worse. So I'm congrats on that. doing a great job when you have very little money, but give them some more. We, they've now, earned the right to more. Now, My God, have they earned the right to more. Now, here's the thing. Can I say that are they betting on themselves? Because I tell you like this, if I if I'm getting money here and I know that how much money I got, and I know that I can do, I got a great track record of being successful. I'm gonna bet on myself. Right. I'll I'll, I'll eat chicken noodle soup. Yeah. I, 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 my wife won't go on vacation. I'm gonna bet on myself because I feel like I'm gonna get the return on investment. What did Mitchell say about Andy Reid? I can't remember how he phrased it. I think he said trust. he looked hilarious in those shorts. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He said trust the good. And. Don't fear the bad. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 he, like, he, he, he said it eloquently, more or yeah, eloquently. much better than but, I just but, said but it. But I, I felt what, that. What, it should what, be like a calligraphy tattoo right like, there, by the way. Right, but no, but I mean, if you think about Andy Reid, Andy Reid is, he's going to trust his guys that yep. something good's going to happen. He's not going to fear that something bad's going to happen. You can do that when your track record is, I bring winners in. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, the, and the Guardians, Indians track record is, they bring in winners. Yes. Now imagine... If instead of eating at the little kids' table, they could eat at the big boy table right. and have the budget of the Dodgers and the Coastal teams and the Yankees, what what would the limit be? I don't think it'll ever be that. They'll it, never it can't be in the be Dodgers. That. Economics won't. But let they it. could be. I'm just going to throw out a, a, the the Cardinals are even high end, but they could be middle of the road, middle yeah. top 15. Right. But I don't think it's going to happen next year, just because they have these new ownership groups coming in. It's not going to be overnight. I think you're going to see it over four or five years, again, as they build up the area around Progressive Field, as they try and and try and do but stuff Jay, outside and funnel it back what's in. What's left in four or five years? Our, our attendance is trending down, 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 down. At well, some point, let's see, to G's point, if they can make a postseason run here, win. you should see the boot because, again, it goes back to your season ticket base. No one's buying season tickets right now for this season. 
but possibly if you get a good run in this year and you get some good feeling of, of you know, good things to come, possibly you see the bump next year. They have to get creative in season ticket and packages and everything else. But if you can increase your season ticket base, you're going to increase your attendance long term. Yeah. I love that we didn't have insurance for COVID. We were the one team that didn't. We were just riding dirty like with my sister with no car insurance, just hoping nobody hit, no, she doesn't hit anybody. Hey, man, who cares? We're socialists, right? We get that PPP money. <laughs> no, I'm playing with like, oh, we see, really I, see, you wouldn't have thought that even came for me. Final takes, right? Look. Yeah, let's yeah, do we it. we got to do final takes, and I know Polk always has something special to sleeve. And Jason today has requested something special for final takes, so I wanted to make sure we had enough time to get this all in. So, Jason, when you're ready, sir, take it away. Would you spend $16 to humiliate a coach that you hate? Because that's what the people of Iowa are doing. Iowa. Oh. Like, you think of Iowa as, like, these sweet, corn-fed people who just love everyone? No. Bob Stoops' cameo price is $10. Somebody duped Bob Stoops. Now, if you don't know the backstory, Brian Ferentz is the offensive coordinator at Iowa, and things have not gone well for the Hawkeyes. I think they've scored, like, 10 points in two games. Of course, nepotism is at play here because Brian is the son of head coach Kirk Ferentz, and Iowans are tired of Brian Ferentz. They want him gone. So some genius went to Bob Stoops' cameo and paid him $10 to make a cameo for Brian, for Bob to encourage Brian to leave the family business. Go ahead. This is funny. <laughs> Hello there, Brian. Bob Stoops here saying hi. And uh, listen, I know you've had a tough couple of uh, two, three years there, but the good news is your family still supports you, buddy, especially your dad. He wants you to know that. But uh, and even though everyone else seems to be against you, sometimes the best advice is to break free from the family business, man. Go do what you got to do. So uh, anyhow, all the best to you and a big boomer sooner and good luck. Oh, man, <laughs> that's amazing. For $10, they just humiliated the entire Ferenc family. That is but fantastic. It gets better because they went to Fran McCaffrey, the head basketball coach at Iowa, and they paid him $6 to say this. I didn't realize there's a second one, Jason. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. there's a second one. No, you Fran, can get it quick. Fran, Fran, Fran McCaffrey. No, we have to, for sound, we can't put it through tag. Oh, okay. Jason, that's on me. That's Hand okay. I'm that, sorry. That's okay. Fran McCaffrey also went on basically saying the same thing of, Brian, I know you're down on your luck and sorry, but, you know, better times are ahead. Leave the family business and all that. Now, in their defense, obviously, Bob and Fran had no idea what the story really was behind it. And they both say on their cameo that all the money that they raise, they send to charity because these guys are millionaires and they don't need $16, $10, and $6. But that is, in the day of social media, in the age of social media, that might be the best trolling job I have ever seen. It That's was incredible. Solid. I'm sure Bob and Fran feel awful today, but as we know, once it's out there, it's out there. And there's no taking it back. So we'll wait and see what happens if, if Bob's is, message gets through to Brian and Brian is, leaves the family business. That is great. That was great. Hey, the, man. It said underneath him, the best cameo ever. That's the best final take ever. <laughs> I mean, that is absolutely priceless. That's why you got to keep your cameo price higher, though, to make it a little harder to print. Yeah, the barrier you know of entry I mean? is six bucks. 
the dude at the docks is down there thinking while he's loading unloading boxes all day. Yeah. How yeah. can I get this dude for fired? Ten, it's what worth it for I ten bucks. I think Bull charges more than six dollars for his cameos, and you get the head coach of the Iowa basketball team. Six dollars. Six bucks. That's what according to the cameo. I checked his cameo page this morning, it's and that's crazy. what it was. I, well, it is think, a charity play for, too. So it is a charity play. But, but you, would, charity, you so would think that he would have better things to do yeah. with his time yes. than make six dollar yeah. cameos. That's twenty. He's the. I mean, Bob Stoops is retired and doing the XFL or whatever. He's doing football TV now. Yeah. But he's got more but time than three a Division cameos, One had basketball. Charge twenty five dollars and do one of them for twenty five dollars rather than three for right. twenty four dollars. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. guys. This is easy math. You could get two Bob Stoops and two Kirk Ferentz for the price of one bull cameo. Wow. Well, I have to tell you, what, uh, not that anybody would ever want any of our cameos, but um, I do know people that are in our business that do it. And uh, I'm about to get on there now. Yeah, what but I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I was told by someone who did it and got burned just like this. Yeah, it was a different that. situation. It was a husband and wife thing that was <laughs> oh. uh, that was nasty. Oh. And my buddy got played and he had no idea. It's and brutal. Oh. Yeah, it was really, really awkward for him and it was just a bad situation. It ain't oh. worth it, bro. There's some money that you reach down to pick up, and there's some that you walk over, because you somebody will get you. Will get you. They're I, gonna get you. By the way, um, I I did I, I did cameo like two three times. Like I, I sent it to some people, yeah. right? And I tried to get this rapper to give his top five list, and he was like, "Oh no, you try to set me up, dog. I'm not gonna give my top five list." And it was like two hundred dollars, like two fifty for his cameo. That's intense. And, and, and he was just like, "No, nah, I'm cool. I'm not gonna." I wanted him to give him to his top five, and obviously, three of those top five people he didn't have, he had a problem with. I, I didn't know he had a problem, but I could see where you'd be like, nah, I ain't doing that. I hired a, uh, a Jack Sparrow impersonator to do a happy birthday cameo for my friend John. I said, he's a huge fan. Not just of Jack Sparrow, the character, but you of you as a performer. And then so he just sent him, and I, and I go, and he'd love a sea chanty. So he pulled out a guitar at the end. It was the best. It was like four bucks. I recommend it. Okay, so here's my, uh, last, my final thought. This one's a quick one, I promise. I'm excited to be playing the New York Jets this week. Um, mostly because they're trash. I, and I also love that they're parading out Joe Flacco, who has, I believe, a 20-3 and record against the Browns' lifetime. And it's revenge time. I know you're weak. I know you're an old, toothless line at this point. I don't care. That blood will taste the same. We're taking down Joe Flacco. Thank God. Uh, and here's how happy I am. In honor of Joe, uh, us playing the Jets, these, are, these uh, will be Zach Wilson jokes at the expense of his uh, renowned love of MILFs. <laughs> Here's how happy I am to be playing the Jets this week. I'm as happy as Zach Wilson at a PTA meeting. Oh, I'm as happy wow. as Zach Wilson at the Great Northern Mall Yankee Candle Store. <laughs> Whoa, you're right. Dang, you're right. I'm as happy as uh, – there's just two more guys. I'm as happy as Zach Wilson with lawn seats at a Carol Carpenter concert. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Final one. I'm as happy as Zach Wilson staring into the front window at a Curbs gym. <laughs> That's how happy I am to be playing the Jets this weekend. That's my final take. Pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> I, I, listen, I don't even got, I don't even got much for this, man. We'll go, we'll go with the Browns, man. Y'all thinking about this is a whole, the whole way around messed up. Everybody is, is trying to approach the Browns like they the old school Browns. The best way to handle this is to go into it with no expectations at all. It's like blind dating. You don't know what you're getting from Jacoby Brissett. And as long as you come out with a win, you just take it and keep rocking with it. You don't, you don't expect anything good the next week. He can be terrible the next week. They can fumble 65 times or they can hit game winning field goals from like 60 yards. 
Always remember, you're in a countdown to 11. That's it. Mm, you have yeah. 10 more. <laughs> Survive these 10 <laughs> by any which way possible. I don't care if they give us calls. The other per other team goes on COVID protocol. Mm -hmm. I can say that now because there's multiple vaccines and people don't really die like that. Mm -hmm. But I will say that <laughs> that's just saying. Anyway, listen, go, go out. Look at look at the Browns. Have a good time with it, and just remember, you only got ten more of these. Do it the best way you can, and just enjoy it. There you go. Yeah, that's that's the best way to put it. Uh, I'll be quick. Run out of time. Uh, college football, kids. Wow, we haven't even really talked about what yeah. happened Saturday. It was a nine point nine on the Richter scale. If you didn't notice, because uh, we were all thinking about the Browns and the Panthers game, but you had Notre Dame lose to Marshall. Ooh. You had Nebraska lose. Another game that inexplicably I, I cost Frost is out. They fired him already. Uh, Kentucky beat Florida. I'm missing some big ones. Appalachian State. Appalachian State. My, the, the reason I'm going Make there is you want to talk? No we, comment on that game. We are <laughs> we are seeing now, and 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 by the way, Texas almost shocked the entire college football universe. Mm -hmm. um, if not for a late drive by Alabama and a last second field goal, uh, Texas stuns Alabama. But if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We've talked recently about the narrowing, uh, sort of the, the, like the coming together of the masses in college football and how NIL is going to change things. And I'm not saying that these upsets happen because of NIL, but... Marshall had a couple of players on their roster that they would not have had otherwise if it wasn't for NIL. Mm. And they go out there and they beat Notre Dame, which Ohio State fans suddenly uh, are scratching their heads saying, wait a minute, we didn't exactly – I mean, they struggled against Notre Dame. There's no other way to put it. So my point here is college, there seems to be this year, and I know there's upsets every year, but it seems that there's been a leveling of the playing field in college football, even though after week one, we thought, yep, it's Alabama, Georgia, and then everybody else. Maybe that's not the case. And when you've got teams like Marshall, Appalachia State, Kentucky beating Florida, uh, perhaps college football is about to get a whole lot more entertaining in the years to come. NIL, man. I told me mm. we was arguing with Bull. I said, look, yep. man, I have never seen so many people say transfer from Transfer portal, yep. and I'm like, Marshall, where did they get these thoroughbreds from? Wait, hold no. can, can I say one thing on that? Sure. It's not NIL. It's the transfer portal and the free transfer. It's now, the more transfer than anything else. It is the transfer portal, but that's the new college football. That didn't no, exist I, five I years ago. I know, but I'm saying. And guys are taking advantage of it, and so, I, I'm with you. We don't know. I, I don't know when teams have to uh, talk about their NIL deals and their players. Like, Never. Never. So you never have to. So how do we know that those guys, that Marshall getting these studs? <laughs> where? How's that happening? I, but that's more transfer than it is nil, and it could be related to nil. No, no. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, if you go to Huntington, West Virginia, mm -hmm. there's nothing. I'd rather. No, not. there's Marshall football, <laughs> and I gotta tell you, <laughs> yeah. that community is nuts about Marshall football. And if you've got a car dealer in town that says, 
you get this one, this one, and this one, and they get a free car for yeah, as but long those, those as they are transfers. play football those are recruits, here. Though. I know they're transfers, but what I'm saying, McNuggets, is they perhaps with no transfer portal benefits, instead of transferring from Florida State to Marshall, they're going from Florida State to Texas or Florida State to Notre Th- Dame. That's what they do, yes. And that's what they're doing. They're guys that were big recruits out of high school that never really panned out where they were and then suddenly they get a, a transfer because Marshall football is well represented in Huntington, West Virginia. The people in the Huntington, Charleston area care about that. And they're going to start getting players that were highly recruited out of high school that never really got the opportunity at their blue chip school to go to another school and get benefits from rich donors that live in that city that just want the football team it's, to be good. It's rich people And that was everywhere. never part of the landscape before. <laughs> we're arguing the same point. Just in a different way. I'm saying. No, you're saying it's all transfer portal and not well, no, NIL. No, no, no. But, but people say the NIL is ruining, ruining college football. No, I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the transfer portal is more detrimental to the balance of power in college football. If there was else. NIL without transfer portal, you wouldn't be seeing the shift of power. I don't think. Because guys would have hand. to make those decisions out of high school. But because they can transfer so easily, and because these programs in places like Marshall and uh, in Appalachia it's State. The state's quarterback was a former five-star McDonald's All-American. Does that, hap- does that happen in any other universe than the one we're no. living in right now? No. It doesn't. <laughs> does, does Deion Sanders get oh. the number one recruit to come to Jackson a historically state. black college if it's not for and the world we're living in they, now? That's an FCS school. I know it is. They led on SportsCenter. I saw Skip talking about <laughs> Jackson State. So how can that be a bad thing? <laughs> Hey, it's all good. That NIL money is good. I'm telling you what. They're getting, it's a lot I'm of people for rich. It. I'm all for it. Spread mm-hmm. it around. Let these kids earn the money that they deserve. Cool. Uh, anything else? What's on tomorrow? Leroy, Robert, defensive breakdown, and true or false? Oh, I love true or false. Yeah. Nice. We got a good one. We got yeah. a coming Defensive. off a win. Hey, 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 let, coming t- off that win, they dog. Should, they should have gave me a .5 on that win. Oh. Nope. Yeah. First defensive player tomorrow, by the way. I'm not telling you who, but it's a defensive player. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I'll just go home and study 27 guys for the next 22 hours. Give me these bios. We're back tomorrow at 5. Bull is going to be here. Uh, if, if everything goes as according to plan, Bull will be here. Bull, we're thinking about you. Rest, rest up. Uh, no stress. Stress-free life. Okay? Uh, see you back here tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern, on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Mason Airfoil! Go to Progressive Field! <laughs>